The following program is a Podcast One.com production. And here it is. Yeah. What's up, everybody? Greatest podcast in the world. Yeah. Without question. Suck my balls, yo. Oh, yo. Where do we start? We should rename this podcast Suck My Balls, yo. Onions, yo. <laughs> I saw onions, yo. No. Yeah. Uh, the weekend of Weenie Roast, I saw onions, yo. At, at home or something? Not the girl. Oh, not, the dude. Not the guy who. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The okay. guy who. Did he come to the Weenie Roast? No. I didn't have any any guests. Just uh, my niece. I feel very strange. I feel like I, I don't know if I'm coming down with something or what the hell the problem is. Nah, you're getting down on yourself because you're eating habits. Well, then I went and had a, a moderately decent dinner, and, uh-huh. I, and I feel funny now. I feel strange. I don't, it may be, I don't know, refeeding. or. or Did be. you have some fish? No. I like last shit. yesterday? Yes. Yeah. Maybe, it, like, because when I feel, like, not really sick, but I'm not myself, Yeah. I almost always just ate some fish that was carrying around some shit. Some ciguatera toxins? Yeah, and it wasn't like, it's not like I'm food poisoning. It's I've not had like, that. I have had that. That's insane. Well, that's different. That's yeah. when you can't leave the toilet. You're vomiting. Well, you're vomiting. Your hands are tingling and stuff, yeah. I mean, just like some fish ate some shit that yeah. you... Because you, it's different, like, with factory farming. Yeah. You yeah. know, where you're talking about a pig or a chicken or something. Like, it's pretty controlled. Sometimes with wild-caught fish, like, you can get one that just ate a ate a fucking button or something. I don't know. Not a button, but... A virus. Yeah, something. and, and you, it just makes you feel not good. Uh, how's your cock? It's all right. Okay, as long it's as that's right. okay. So anyway, thank you for being on uh, HLN tonight. That was fun. You had a good time? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, a lot of good feedback. Did you? I did. Good. Yeah. Excellent. I mean, there's always the I, I'm there's sorry. always the women, and I will say always. always women, um, that are fat and ugly and never in Los Angeles that text, tweet me, and they're like, you bring down the quality of the show. And I go, listen, I watch every night. I'm not at all fucking compromising the quality of the dialogue when no. I go on doc. Yeah, I threw in a couple of stupid remarks, but... You said one thing tonight that was pretty good. What was it? I forget. I said that I wanted to put a rubber ball gag in Sam Shocker's mouth and oh, I yeah. fucked her in the ass. Well, I mean, you, not you in so many words, those but... words. You alluded to that. No, alluded I said, I can think about bending over Sam with a rubber ball gag in her yeah, mouth. I think you said a hood over her or something. Didn't you start with that? And I said, with some nice leather yeah, straps Yeah, and I, and I interrupted you. Make sure you go too far. <laughs> and, so you, and then I said, after you interrupted me, I said, you'd be a beautiful little gimp. <laughs> Oh my God! I'm sorry we didn't get to the Sal Gobernale. Uh, now, I'll um, use it on the next next time I want. I always like have these little names. I used that on the cho- when I was on that choice that dating show. I said that I said, well, I've talked to my attorney Sal Gobernale about this, and they they edited it out. Oh, not because it's. Uh, I think it was just it didn't make for good TV. But. Yeah, they didn't understand. Yeah, hmm. I always like because anybody can do a Baba Booey, which I've done. Yeah, on got, your show, yes, and they got but they got picked up. when you go like the different characters, like I'm going to work in JD Harmeyer. I'm going to work in John Hine. I'm going to try to see like if I can just constantly just see how many cast characters I can get on there. That's good. I like that. Yeah. It, it, Stern was pretty interesting today, too. With the, uh, the oh, did you hear Pat Monahan from Train? Yes. Talking about drinking again? N- no. He's drinking again? Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. Mm. He was open about it. Mm-mm. Is he out of control yet? No. And Howard asked that because I know he'd been sober like over 20 years. Like, Oh, been- man. He, well, you know, it's he, funny. I was on. He was been, he'd been in here. I mean, he's talked to us about it. Yeah, I was on uh, Mark Maron's W2F. I can't wait yeah. to hear that. Well, we talked about this very issue. He was, he was freaking him out, this idea of people are sober 17, 20 years who start using again. Yeah. And, and I said, you know, usually the way that goes down is it's a slow, it's a slow meltdown. They start thinking they're normal, they're fine yeah. now, and they, they go back to it and they slowly lose control. How And Mark's been sober a long time, right? Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. Do you know how much? Uh, did he say? I, he did. I, I forget now. But I know I, he he I like he, a decade. He talks about it yeah. in, in his comedy quite frequently. Yeah, but, yeah. But he also was had some success, you know, as a comic in his using days. Sure. And so, like, even other comics that are, have been around him, they talk about like the the transition of, of Mark Maron, and um, he's like, yeah. I mean, I, the thing I like about Mark Maron is that first off, he's a, he's a great comic and he's a smart guy, but also. He's very open about the fact that he hated the guy he became. He had become what know, he was that, using that cocaine and alcohol. That he did hated yeah. that person that, yeah. that he had become. You know, and a lot I of times he feels a lot of guilt about that. Probably, yeah, yeah. Hmm. He's a very shame, He'll shame do that ridden, to everybody. Shame ridden and guilty person, hmm, as uh, I am too. I didn't experience that much. I mean, I, maybe, maybe that's just maybe that's an act. You know, part of his comedy. But yeah, I am. Boy, he's 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 into being authentic. Yeah, and, and so if he brings that into the act, it must be something real. Yeah. Uh, I just didn't experience that today. I think he's pretty together. Did you way. see the uh, Louis episode where Louis oh, apologizes? To him? Absolutely, I brought it up. Okay, I love it. That is. Pretty oh funny. my god! Speaking of Louis, episode, I, I I almost was late tonight because I couldn't stop watching the Louis that's on right now. He's so deep. Have you this. seen it? Yeah. Now? Oh yeah. The the one with the kid, his daughter smoking pot. Oh tonight? No. Oh, Don't yeah. give it away, fuckface. Holy shit! The older one, I hope. Yeah. Okay. But she's twelve. Yeah. Oh, it's... he must shit a brick. Oh yeah, I don't want to talk about it. I, I couldn't stop. It's an hour and a half, like an hour forty minute episode. Oh, fuck. I got like an hour and twenty in. I was like, no. And I rushed home to be with my wife just to get like five because I haven't been home at all today. Yeah, yeah. I just had some weird work shit, and uh, and then I went and did doc on call with. And so between the time that I did your show and and yeah. love and this That's, podcast, you're doing my usual schedule. I pow- powered I know. home. That's my schedule. And um, and I we watched the Bachelorette. <laughs> you pussy. So, uh, yeah, you're a pussy. I like the Bachelorette though. I've already said that. Really? Yeah. Fuck yeah. I Why? love I love Bachelor and Bachelorette. I I can't watch them. Why? Because it's insanity. It's insanity how people would do this and every you, you every had the, you were here when that you met them all that one day here. Yeah. I just don't get. I I find myself every moment of every second of of that TV show. I go, what is going on here? Like I'm just so fascinated by these people. I'm fascinated. Yeah. At every second of of every fucking corner of that show, I go, well, God, she seems so normal. What the fuck is he doing? And every guy comes out. I'm like, what a gigantic bag of shit you are. Why the fuck would you say that to her? Why is your hair like that? Yeah. And don't wear that V-neck shirt. That V-neck shirt's way too low, fuck face. Yeah. And the whole time, I'm just like, wow. I'm very riveted by it. The whole spectacle. I can't, I can't do it. You know? Yeah. And I know a lot of people are the same way with the Housewives show, where they're like, "I don't like them, but I, I'm fascinated because." It, but I can't, that actually turns me off. The, the, the like, I get angry. I get, I, I have an aversion to people that are that dysfunctional. You know? Yeah, the Housewives shows are hard to watch. They're yeah. they're really bad. Um, but I've started watching the Orange County Housewives because I, I I watched them. I watched like two episodes or three for uh, to be on uh, Andy Cohen's show. Yeah, watch what happens live. And uh, it kind of hooked me in a little bit. So when I was down, I was down in Orange County this last weekend. Yeah, and you were in and Real Housewives for, and, and area, I, and I'm looking for them. Yeah, I'm literally looking, or I'm seeing versions of them all over the place. God, which man. was very distracting. If very I lived disturbing. in Orange County and I didn't live in like Coto or like Santa Margarita, where those shitheads live, yeah. Like if I lived in in Newport, in, no, fuck that, because they're that, that's very OC shithead too. Yeah. Uh, if I lived in like Laguna or San Juan Cap. Or if I lived in, uh, you, you know, oh, you'd be even, like Tus- you'd, you'd be I'd be so like, pissed. all of Orange County's getting a bad name because of yeah. you fucking snotty, pretentious shitbags. Yeah, and it's true. It, you know, the same way when I think people like around the, a lot of people around the country thought like 
L.A. people were like the hills. Right. Remember when Spencer Pratt was like balling it up? Right. Like it probably felt like everyone in L.A. was like a fake, uh, like a like a reality TV star. Everyone drove a Bentley, and and it's like, what the fuck are you like? Don't do that. Stop it. Yeah. I remember I was in college and people even thought that back in the seventies. And I'm like, no, no, most people like work for the electric company and yeah. you know, just have regular jobs. Well, and what I hate also, and I was having a conversation with this with a friend of mine who's a really hot chick. In fact, <laughs> Sam Shocker and I were talking about that girl tonight. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, um, anyway, I was having a conversation with her. She's a local as well. She grew up in in the L.A. area, and we were like, you know, when you, when I hear girls say. You know, all guys in L.A. are douchey. I can't meet a good guy in L.A. She says, a lot of times I sympathize with those girls because they're right. But 100% of those guys are here from Boston, Chicago, Kansas <laughs> to make it as an actor. You know, yeah. so it's like, I can't meet a good guy in L.A. Yes, you're right, because everywhere else in the world inundates us with your shitheads. Well, also, where do you go? Are you going, you know, you going, right. to, well, you going yeah. to Alhambra or are you going to Right. Or even Coenga, just, you know what, to be honest, even like I went to brunch with with Bianca's coworkers who are all in the entertainment industry. Yeah. And we like went out of our way to go to like a like a very modest I don't want to say modest because it was like a, a nice part of town. And it was an expensive restaurant. But I meant not it, it, it was not on. it wasn't on Robertson. It wasn't in, TMZ. Right. Where TMZ would ever think to yeah. go. And I was just like it was like so delightful to be around these people and it had nothing there was no pretension. There was no showbiz talk. Yeah. And and then oh, I thought good, to myself, a lot of good people in the business too. Right, 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 right. And I and I and that's what angers me is yeah. that you know there's like a, a very small segment of of the entertainment industry, especially nowadays with this kind of TMZ type reporting, yeah. where you can really milk that type of of uh, media coverage to make it seem like that's the way the industry is. And no, it's funny we're, we're talking about this. This is this is not that topic per se, but a corollary sure. to how the media. Represent stuff. Uh, Mark Maron got me all upset today talking sure. about the shit I've had to deal with in terms of people taking aim at me for stuff that just mm-hmm. I didn't want to get into it. I get into great detail in that podcast. Let's just leave it at that. I I just feel like for people to come at you with certain stuff, they have to pass. They should have to pass like a, a test. Yeah, I, I understand. Like, exactly. did you hear clearly yeah. what Doctor Drew said? Right. Hey, do you, you want, do, you, do you actually understand what the problem is? Yeah, do you actually yeah, understand yeah. What, what's being yeah. You can't talk that. You know, it's like. Uh, like people with sports, in fact, a lot of times, yeah. I get, I get. If I make one comment about like the UFC or MMA in general on Kevin and Bean, they'll be like, "You have no idea what you're talking." I'll be like, "No, did you, you fucko? You're fat with man tits. You have no idea what you're talking about. Don't come at me with this shit unless you have in any way, even even like your tenth amount to my like your you have even a commensurate amount of knowledge. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah. I don't know. Go ahead. Explain this. Explain what you're getting something up on your phone. Oh, it's a guy. It's a girl shitting on a guy's face. It's a picture I sent you. Yeah, yeah. Covering a guy's face and shit. No, not not. Don't describe it. You said ex- Ex- explain it. I don't know what the fuck did you send this to me? Because I thought it would make you. I almost vomited on the air. That's why. That was why I sent it to you. He sent this to me, Anderson. He sent this to me. You will. This is. You need to show it to him. No. You. I'm I'm broadcast. I'm live television, and this shows up on my phone. Oh, well, first of all, I'm not going to look at it. But oh yeah, what is are. what is it, Drewski? How do you oh. paint a picture for the listeners and myself? I just explained it. Well, I'm not listening. It's a girl shitting on a guy's face. All right, no need for that ever. Is it worse than Tub Girl? Yes. Oh yeah. No yeah. way, because she's doing it on her own face. I know, oh, no, but Tub bad. Girl at least it's like a like a yellow fountain. It, so it, it's it kind of pretty. Almost. It almost this looks is like fake. a like like diarrhea in a guy's directly in a guy's face. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, who takes that picture? 
B, why do you keep that picture and send it around? Isn't I, that funny? I Google searched extreme shit porn and then and found di- different pictures that make you go, <laughs> and then I saved them to my phone, and then I sent them to Drew. Is this, uh, this is stuff that made your wife almost throw up when she was pregnant? Yeah, that's not the same one, but that's bad. Because yeah, that's like a, this is like, another one. It looks like a like a like a Snickers bar coming out of her asshole. Yeah, is that a girl? Yeah, okay. no, Drew. It's a guy I, with I, a I'm, pussy. I don't look at it long enough to even like. I can't keep my it gaze. Could be. On. I, I mean, can't that's more hold my gaze on the picture long like enough. Like a guy who had a sex. What sex this really? person is? Why does that bog- bother you so much? Honestly, though, I mean, you are you have seen crazy shit as a doctor. I, I have. Why does that? Evolve? It's just a log of shit. It's a girl taking a shit. It's not even that bad. It's bad. The yeah. one before I get because it's a guy's face and he's got an open mouth. Like that's extreme. <sighs> but why? Do, like it's a girl taking a shit. Why is that? You you have you have children. You change diapers. You have triplets. You probably change a shitload of diapers. Probably Tracy right. Morgan's in the hospital. Thanks. And you probably what the fuck? Trying to change the subject. You probably change a shitload of diapers. It's, like why? It's just something about the images, the way they're created. It, it makes yeah. it really disgusting. I watched you almost vomit once when we went to the Jack S three premiere. Oh yeah, and and yeah. Dave England did the Pucano. Yeah. Like why is like I don't know why the guy. I mean, was you've seen like, open bodies. Like I've stuck. I've disimpacted people. You know? Right. So yeah. you've put your hand in an asshole and pulled shit out. Yeah. How is the Pucano like? I don't know. So one, you, it's sort of like you got a job to do, and the other, you're, yeah. you're like relaxed, and it, it, it hits you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's true. You can't defend yourself. It's funny, too, how I feel like fear Ugh. and grossness, it's very similar in that how you can, it's very compartmentalized in that yeah. some people are very scared of certain things, but yet are very macho in other ways, very fearless, in other, whereas like I'm grossed out by certain stuff, but that just doesn't bother, I mean, it doesn't. I don't want to do it, but it doesn't bug me in any way, you know? I have to delete the conversation. Sorry about that. Uh-huh, no problem. It's gone. How about the guy with loads all over his face? Yeah. I sent I, you that. I, those are, uh, uh, that's another human uh, byproduct that I find pretty bad. Yeah, you hate jizz. I, I hate, you know, the, the one, when I was in training, the one thing that really got me was like huge amounts of sputum. Why? I don't know. And and so I, it, that became generalized to sort of anything s- snotty. Why do you? Um, it's a, I don't like it. Why do, like? What could if you see like Peter North load like him shooting yeah. a load? Mm-hmm. You go oh yeah. Were, was it uncomfortable for you to even be around Peter North because of his big loads? No. <laughs> <laughs> remember when I just uh. remember when I challenged our phone screener to a splooge off? Yes. We're, that must have been a hor- like a nightmare for you. Well, you didn't do it in front of me, thank God. No, but we brought in. Dixie cups of our jizz. Yeah, if you remember, the smell bothered me. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't smell a thing. Yeah. I remember who was here that night, and he was very upset. Who? Wouldn't come in the room. Who? Be real. He was remember? here? Remember? Yeah, they came in. He's like, do you really have a nut off? Oh, I And I'm like, that. yeah. And he's like, F- I'm not going in that fucking room. Screw that. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Be real's a funny guy. Yeah. Oh, oh well, man. Are you coming back? Oh, you coming back on uh, HLN? Yeah, fuck yeah. I hope Good. so. Right. I mean- I never know. Well, they usually book you a few days ahead, don't they? No. Really? No. They just tell you. Day hey, whenever up? I listen to Jason show, and he's always like, "Ah, oh, mate, I'll be on next Tuesday." I'm always like, "What the fuck?" Like, I get a call at like 11 a.m. and they're like, "Can you do Drew tonight?" And I'm like, "Okay." Well, tell them to give you a little heads up. 
Well, it's just, I, it just seems like that's the type. That's the way they, they, they look do at it. Me. That they love that. They they love when they've got somebody like on a rapid response thing. Yeah, but I come to I've come to realize that's because I'm not their first choice. No, it's because you'll do it, and they know they can rely on you, so yeah. that you can sort of get that slot. And so if you say, "Hey, would you mind also?" It's nice that you do that, but also you know, book me ahead a little bit. It's a little tough. Mm. All right, we got to take a real quick break All here right. on the Mike and Doctor Drew show. Hey, this is Doctor Drew. Is your computer running slow? Well, my clean PC can clean it up and speed it up today. Now, you might be asking yourself, how did my computer get this way? It's so frustrating, right? Well, opening infected email, attachments, downloading music and games can slow your computer down. Over time, running these programs can cause junk files, internet clutter, processor, and hard drive errors all to build up on your computer. MyCleanPC can help. First, go to MyCleanPC.com and in minutes, you can get a free computer diagnosis and find out what's slowing down your computer. Then simply activate MyCleanPC software to clean out the junk, internet clutter, and even remove viruses, and MyCleanPC is guaranteed to increase the speed of your computer. With MyCleanPC, there are two easy steps to speed up your computer. First, go to MyCleanPC.com and get a free computer diagnosis. Then simply activate MyCleanPC software to optimize your computer performance. Go to MyCleanPC.com today and find out what's slowing down your computer. That's MyCleanPC.com. Adam Carolla's Mangria presents Universal Sun Live. Make this a Father's Day to remember with the one-of-a-kind musical experience at the Westin Lake Las Vegas. Universal Sun, a two-day family event with special performances, meet and greets, and showcases featuring family members of some of the greatest musicians in history. With me, Jonathan McEwen, and Jade Hendricks. And come to the free brosé tasting with Calico the Band, hosted by Mike Dawson, Friday, June 13th, 7 p.m. at the Westin Lake Las Vegas. Universal Sun, Father's Day weekend. Tickets at 24ticks.com. Hey, it's Chris Jericho. Download Talk is Jericho now to hear my interview with Rob Zombie. I hated the 80s. I hated everything about the 80s. All this, like the, the slasher films. Everything. I hate the horror movies. I hate the fashion. I hate the hair. I hate the music. <laughs> the 80s should have never happened for me. Download Talk is Jericho now at podcastone.com. That's podcast O-N-E.com. Yeah, boy. Welcome back to the greatest podcast in the effing world. Uh, I still think I'm getting sick or something. I'm in a weird. Or maybe the. the I, you know, did I tell you I was upset? Yeah, I told you I was upset this afternoon. Yeah. Mark got me all stirred up. It was weird. I was all upset. Why, do, why doesn't he come on our radio show? He would, I would think. He knew Love Lines. He knew all about it. I know. Why, that doesn't mean shit. A lot of people know about Love Lines. I don't Love think he'll actually leave in his house. You know. Yeah, but he'll do like Kevin and Bean. Really? Yeah. Anne? Is Anne here? No. Nor does she know who Mark Marin is. Oh, no. Come on. I'll bet you... Uh, she knows who he is because he was booked on the show, and then he had to reschedule. And then last week, I'm like, hey, what's going on with Mark? And she goes, who? And I said, Mark Marin. And she goes, Marin. And she goes, oh, yeah. We have to reschedule him. Okay. All right. That's good. So she knows him. I still would bet you money that if we asked right now, no prompting, if Anne right, walked in... put it to the test. I go... Do you watch the IFC show? Yeah. It's good, right? It is good. Yeah. It is good. I like Mark. He's like a smart Danny Bonaducci. No. In person, no. when he's being interviewed, like on Conan, you can see Bonaducci in him a little bit. No. Yes, you can. I know. Oh. It's weird. It no. Weird, what do you I mean you it. know it's weird? We're sense. all saying no. It's stra- no, it's, it's true. In what sense? Like his mannerisms and the way that he delivers himself. I, you don't hear it when you're listening to the podcast, but when you see him in person, you see a little Danny Bonaducci Danny Bonaducci is the most overly macho, cartoonish. I'm well aware of him. Ma- yeah. Mark Maron has zero macho in him. Like zero. I'm not talking about the macho. I'm talking about the delivery. Okay. He's, he is... Kind of high, strong, fast paced. There's something there. I, I tell you what it felt like to me it was like a stern interview. 
you know, where you yeah. have to be exquisitely honest and on yeah. your toes and really just responsive. There's a reason why his podcast does so well. I mean, it's it's great to listen to. When he has interesting people on, it's pretty fascinating. Yeah, he's so smart and so yeah. quick. But he, he, you know, he's honest and he wants to be honest. It's just as honest you can be. And it's always stirring. It's always, I don't know, I, always feel, I feel the same way after stirring sometimes. Fitzsimmons yeah. comes on our show. Why doesn't Marin? I know, right? Yeah. I like I like Greg too. I do too. Greg's a good dude. Um, we haven't had him in a while either. He was on a couple episodes of Louie. Fitzsimmons was? Mm-hmm. I think. No, I haven't seen him. You know, Bob Kelly's been on a bunch this year. Oh, Robert yeah. Kelly? Oh, yeah. And he's, fuck, he's gotten fat. Oh, yeah. Like, Bob Kelly's fat. It's yeah. shit. I don't even, I've never met the guy. In my, I, I think he's a great comic, but I was like, whoa, man. Did I see Fitzsimmons on the way? I swear I saw him on there. I was listening to Nick DiPaolo on the way in on Raw Dog, and I was like, man, God, it's what a shame he's... Like, what is it about comics? Like, almost worse than rock stars. Like, or what? what is it about... They just, they, they, they fucking are self-destructive people. Well, it's interesting. This Louis tonight is about some of the shit he did when he was a 12, 13-year-old himself. Yeah. And you realize there, there's always a really steep antisocial... Thing. Thing going well, on. Well, do you and, feel... And they go into it. They, they always have a period in their life where they go down that path uh-huh. they, probably past like you know where the average kids you know kids yeah. always have a little bit of at least back then especially but they go past where it's like it's like oh that's adolescent behavior it's like yeah. oh that's antisocial well i certainly am that guy too and you i wanted just a straight up drug addict though I no think. but i i mean a lot of it came out of the fact that i i just hate being around people i was i'm very antisocial no and even no, no, no 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 not that kind of antisocial i mean i mean uh Socially inept. No. B- criminal. <laughs> like doing criminal things, you know, a little further than that. You know, well, well you how know, is it? What is, why is, what's the correlation to antisocial? What's the, well, you're, you're thinking of, of uh, a socially aversive, like somebody who is uncomfortable and social. Antisocial means criminal or it means sociopath. Anti-society in, yeah, in a sense? Yeah, that's what it means. Okay. Yeah, antisocial. I never was that guy. Antisocial is like oppositional, defiant. It's yeah. you know criminal activity. It's extreme manipulation, lying, drug use, all that stuff. That's all antisocial. And usually, actually, they're often usually very socially skillful. Yeah. They can manipulate and stuff well, like that. Well, then I'm the complete opposite because yeah. yeah. I did a lot of dumb shit. Yeah. But I always did it. Like, I always felt bad for the society around me. I never really, like, wanted to hurt anybody. And yeah, I'm not sure that they do either. That's probably why they come back. And I'm certainly not socially skillful. <laughs> like, yeah. I always have a hard time, like, judging the room. Mm. Um, well, I was going to say, like, because... Uh, you know, Mark and I talked about it. Link was uh, his and my codependency. Oh, yeah. It was a great, one of the best codependency conversations I've ever had. He, yeah, he, your, yours is bad. Well, he, you have he, a hard he, time saying no to people. His is too. Yeah, and so it, it's uh, it was really nice to have a kindred in that. That antisocial, as far as I, I describe it, not how you describe it. Like, or I guess I'm mis mis kind of diagnosing it. I just that that weird kind of social awkwardness. Yeah, yeah, that's that different. comes from like I think that a lot of comics have that because that's what makes good observationism. Being outside being, of... Yeah, and just being able to stay back and kind of just look at people's behavior. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't necessarily make for a great social... You know, Chris yeah. D'Elia is really good at it. Like, Chris D'Elia is not all that smooth. Socially. Yeah. Like, he's he would much rather go on stage and immediately be, like, in Logan's run if you could tube him back to his house. <laughs> and then he'd never do anything else but, but, but do so stand-up and be sort of, in his home. But, but he may, he's sort of brooding and, he doesn't, and he's uncomfortable socially. He doesn't drink. Never has. I didn't say he's alcoholic. No, I know, but I'm saying like, which is which is so crazy to me because he's neurotic, kind of, kind of 
He's an erotic dude, and he's very um, cynical about a lot of things. And he's super fucking talented. And he doesn't like to go out and do anything. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, and, like that guy does blow and drinks whiskey. Right. Not, not at all. Like, right. but he's always with hot pussy. I will tell. I mean, maybe that's his. That's his vice. I don't know. Not vice. He may. Maybe that's where he can. He can sort of get around. You know. Yeah. He doesn't like crowds or. Groups. He's 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 a master coxman. <laughs> I like he's he's like John Mayer level. I I, I applaud the the Dalia. The Seriously, oh, and he's not even like a. Pl- I'm not saying creating this image like he's a ladies' man, like like he's like cheating on his girlfriend or like he doesn't have a girlfriend, but like he's like banging girls on the side. Yeah. It's just like everywhere. Every time I see him out of outside of on stage, he's always with like a perfect ten, mm. and he's just like, oh, this is my friend, so and so. You're like, whoa, this is your friend. He's like, oh yeah, we go way back, and then. Two days later, I see him on set filming a promo thing with my wife, and he's like, oh, this is my friend so-and-so. I'm like, what the fuck? Where do you find these girls? And they're all just, like, around him, you know? Yeah. It's pretty amazing. That's funny. Yeah. Does he date any of them? He must. I don't know. I mean, he used to have a girlfriend. When I first met, when I first met, when Bianca and he started working together, my wife Bianca. A year ago. No, a little over that when they yeah. like first were like like pilot season. Yeah, because I knew him prior to my wife and he meeting from yeah. from Loveline. Yeah. I knew him from Loveline. Um, so I just but I knew him very like in a very yeah. yeah in a periphery sense. <laughs> um, he he had a girlfriend. And she was way hot, way way like way hot. And um and then the, like a couple months went by and I saw him again when they got done filming the pilot. I was like, "What happened to your, your girlfriend?" He's like, "I don't want to talk about it." And I was uh, like, "Oh, cool, I get it." But I, Bianca said they just broke up. They don't. Yeah, he doesn't talk about yeah. it. So who knows? But since then, it doesn't seem like he's had any fucking shortage. You know? Hey, you know one thing we have not, we we've been talking a little bit about politics on this podcast. Yeah. You have any feeling about the uh, prisoner trade? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, what are your options? You know, uh, like everybody's like, not, this is this is not a good thing. Not negotiating like, with terrorists. Yeah. Well, so just let him kill the fucking guy. Go get him. And then murder a bunch of people. They're You're not going to just extract him. No, no, no blood loss. You know what I'm saying? Like, what what are the real choices here? Send in drones and fucking kill a shitload of people or trade five guys that most likely we have a tag on anyway. It's like, yeah, they get him back. Do you really think the fucking U.S. government's like run free, little animal? They, you know, it's like they, they, they've got a pretty good fucking idea what's going on. Well, they've got them for a year. Right. And then that's it. Yeah. It's kind of fucked up. Yeah. yeah I, I, I agree. It's a hard hard thing. But my, my point is, is like, what's thing. the, what's, what's I don't the get alternative, you know? And, and in this day and age, it's like, do where you think do, the guy, do you think the people guy, are really upset that we even wasted time with this guy because he quote unquote went AWOL and, and he was talking about, and I go, he still, I agree He's not a great, like he's not a hero. He's not an upstanding soldier, but he's still United States military. You can't just let them keep him. Yeah. Like that's not an option, people. Like what the fuck are you talking about? He's still an American citizen, and he's still a member of our. Whether he's talking about I hate America or not, you can't just make exceptions and shit. You're like if he's if he's an American citizen and he at one time was our uh, a member of our military, whether he has a bad attitude or not, you got it. You got to go get him. You can't just let terrorists keep people. Even if he's a, if he wasn't in fact a, uh, a uh, deserter, maybe he was. My point being is like, you, you like it's got it. You gotta fucking draw the line somewhere. And the line, in my opinion, 
I don't. I'm not bothered by the line being whenever you fuck with and you capture a United States citizen, especially a member of the United States military, deserter or not, we ha- we will get him him or her back. Mm-hmm. End of story. And that's the interesting. That's the interesting dilemma in all this. I mean, yeah. do you. It, I say you're right. I mean, because it's a gray area. It's great. But I don't. I don't think. I don't have very much of a problem sticking to that code where it's like, listen, we may not like the guy. But he's still one of ours, and we will die to get him back. You know, I, yeah. I, that, I don't mind that line in the sand being drawn, you know? So six guys die and five criminals are traded. Yeah. Do you think we should would negotiate with terrorists over no. POWs? No. But I'm also not in a position of power, and it's very easy for me to say that. But when you're talking about initiating the murder of other people— Man, it's tough. I mean, it's really fucking tough. And everybody say, "Oh, Obama's a pussy." It's like, dude, you're talking about murder. It's not, you know. Hey, Anna, wait, wait. And 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 hold on. Mark Marin. Do you know who that is? Thank you very fucking much, Anderson. Anderson, put on your headphones and suck my cock. Who's Mark Marin? He's a famous comedian. You had him scheduled here, and he he he. No clue. No clue who he was. Eat a dick, you shithead. I'm going to shit in your face so you can smell my shit and fart in your fucking mouth. Thank you, Ann. Anderson, by the way, for those of you who think I'm just a a lunatic, that's disgusting. Anderson hates nothing more than poop and farts. So that's why I said that. That's why we brought up the... uh, You're such a nice, mellow young man, Mike. The shies of porn. Why do you put on that aggressive face for radio? It's not nice. People Uh, don't like it. No one likes it. But Anderson really hates poo. I know. Like really hates it. As There's if, nothing worse. The as idea if of he like, doesn't do it. The idea of like mud following, like wandering around in someone's gut for like 24 hours and then being admitted, it's just awful. It's what? Just a, terrible. Do you want to have kids? Yeah, I know. Hopefully it all changes when I have kids. Uh, but, you know, with Stanley and my two other dogs, I deal with that. But it's not filthy. Dog shit's like, way worse. No, it's not at oh, all. Oh, yeah. Nah. Depends oh, on what right. you feed them. How many, how many kids do you have? Oh, you're talking about kids. No, but then human in general. But Dogs kids, eat fucking shit. Don't babies have like the worst punch, Drew? As no. far as what odor? is the worst punch? Uh, baby Baby's at the bad. least. Really? Pretty, yeah. pretty I've, bad. I've heard it's like the worst. But. No, if you breastfeed a baby, it smells. It's utterly odorless. It's horrible so looking. If it was odorless, I think I could deal. But it it's is. Just ba- the if, smells. If, if your wife breastfeeds exclusively, it's odor- completely odorless, but it looks horrible. It looks like mustard and abortion. All right. That, well, my kids didn't breastfeed, so we had real good, uh, all kinds of funny smells. Awesome. Yeah. I don't know if you can with triplets, right? I mean, that's not there, an we, we She did the best she could, and it didn't go very long. Yeah. Was, you, know, uh, you have no choice. Yeah. Because my wife has, we have one kid, one newborn. And it's hard. And she's always breastfeeding. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. every 20 fucking minutes, it seems like. And yeah. I, I don't understand how a kid can eat that much. But then you, re, you see their shits, and you really, because like pound for pound, she shit, like she's, my baby's like 10 pounds, and she just drops Bombs all day, lo- all day. You can hear them from the other side of the house. Like, nice. you're like, wow, nice. How did that? And then you you go and you like I said, no smell because it's all breast milk, but it looks horrible. Like it's a horrible looking poo. Hmm. Like my poo is at least logs. Hers is mustard. It looks like mustard with. Yeah, but that, that's often the case in babies. That, you know, that's basically what they do for about six months. Yeah. Yeah. The the hard stuff comes much later. Yeah, I can't wait for that. In a way, it gets a little messier because then we get smushed into everything. Yeah, you have to dig it out. I feel bad. What? I don't know. I feel bad for like when my daughter turns to me 
for like advice on like how to live her life, and I'll be like, you know, I don't really know because I didn't do that too well. Yeah, you know, I'm like pretty much anything. I no, feel I was thinking about. I never put my mind to anything and like followed through. Yeah, but you except for in radio, like that's it. That's the only. I it was 23 years old before I ever attempted to achieve anything. Yeah, but by the same token, you have wisdom and experience and, and emotional intelligence. And so I hope you, so. You yeah. That. I just feel like like when she says, like, Daddy, I just feel like my teacher's being unreasonable because of this. And I'll be like, yeah, yeah, I mean, I never did homework ever. So. Mm, I doubt that's what you're going to say. I doubt it. But, I mean, okay, then I'm going to be a bold-faced liar. Like, you should do your homework because. Because it's important. I will. I'll say that. It's very important. Yeah. You want to be an achiever. Yeah. Your dad never did it, ever. I, I wouldn't necessarily. I would I would make a point of not punctuating things with that. Okay. You, you certainly what don't, if she don't asked? Lie. What but kind of student were you? I'll be like an, the worst. I was an asshole. That's why I don't want you to make the yeah. same mistakes. Either. Okay. But but generally, the, generally the, um, the things you share with your kid are sort of this, a way of issuing them a license to do the same. Hmm. Because they're they're thinking always is what, what a hypocrite man you're fine and you're telling me I can't do what you did yeah but I'm not fine well then you have to make that clear right yeah That's which it. I like okay the other another point people were making they were talking about gun control today everybody's all fucking uppity about gun control yeah and they're like do you think that the mentally ill should ever be allowed to have guns I said no they're like well what if it I was like listen I'm mentally ill. I'm mean, like I'd be perfectly fine if the government didn't allow me to have a gun ever. Like I probably shouldn't. I'm a reasonable guy. Yeah. I w- I'm safe. I would never hurt. But I could see how people who know me would say firearms not for you. Not only that, it's I'm too erratic. Well, I'm a fucking mentally well, ill person. Right. You're protecting the community. You're doing something for the community by not. Yeah. Yeah. So, but my point is like everybody. So I think one of the we all you always especially on HLN talk about the problem this country has with mental illness. Yeah. Everybody's so, they're so reluctant to identify it, yeah. so reluctant to deal with it properly. Yeah. But also, I have a big problem with the mentally ill in this country in that so few of them actually ha- want to talk about their problem. Or, or, right, talk about it or... or Hey, man, don't judge me, man. Or be real, the, realistic about it. And it's like, no, you yeah. know, you can judge... Like, I have tremendous body image issues. I used to put, I used to make myself puke a lot. I used to fucking overdose on drugs all the time. Steroids. And do you say, yeah... Uh, I've done nothing but stupid shit. Like, I'm, yeah, you can judge. I get it. It's all good. I'm not crazy. No, I don't, I'm not. Un, I'm not You're someone not you disconnected. I'm from not reality. dangerous to society. Yeah. But I'm mentally ill, and I make a lot of bad choices because of it. And I've done a lot of bad shit. You can judge. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I hate the fact that everybody nowadays, in, in 1970, you. I, I'm very. I'm very sad to say that a lot of people were ashamed of their mental illness. But that's a lot better than being fucking indignant about it. I hate this new modern thing where it's like, yeah, so what? I don't eat. You know, yeah. like, it's like, no, you have an eating disorder. It's cool. You're not a bad person. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, I you can't judge me. You, you can't judge is the thing yeah. that's troubling. Yeah, you can judge. And you should get help. I want to help you get help. Yeah, yeah. We should be able to. Well, I, and this is, goes back for me the fact that clinicians' judgment should always prevail. And clinician judgment don't mean shit anymore. Right. doesn't mean shit in terms of how long people are treated, what kind of tests they get, how we approach them, whether or not they're forced to get treatment or required to get treatment or required to do something. Hey, man, I I hear voices. So what? I'm not taking your pill. I'm not going to be a shill for the government, man, whatever. No, it's like, dude, you have serious problems, bro. It's it's fine. Yeah. But get help. Yep. Help's available. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and then we don't identify. We, oh, my daughter, she's into she's into Slender Man. She yeah. talks to him. Hmm. What are you going to do? Yeah. She talks to Slender Man. She's 12. 
Yeah. You know, she should be into Bieber and fucking One Direction. But she likes she likes typo negative and Slayer. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I love typo negative Slayer too. It's on my but I'm a grown ass man. You know what I'm saying? I don't yeah. wear leather to school and draw pentagrams on my face. You know, it's like I don't I don't understand. It's like, you no, know, you can fucking judge. I, I just want to cut myself because that's how I express myself. No, no. It's like, no, you're a teenager no. and you're purposely hearing yourself. We got to talk about this. You're not bad because of it. You're not a bad you, human being. You need to engage in some kind of treatment and we need to see evidence that you're participating. But it's just like, I, I just, that's what I can't stand. Yeah. You know, and I'm not and saying that people should be ashamed of their. I'm ashamed of my body. I'm ashamed of this. I'm ashamed it's of that. all this sort of postmodern world where we can't judge. And you yeah. can't say this it's, all, it's all relative. It's all relative. Everything's yeah. relative, man. That's just, hey, you're not into cutting? Well, that's you, man. Yeah. Hey, marriage, man. I have four kids, but I'm not getting married because this is a piece of paper. Don't you? That's how I want to live my life. No, it's like, no, it's pretty fucking crazy because you can just bounce at any time and your kids understand that. And it, it makes a big difference. Yeah, yeah. Just a piece of paper. No, it's a major contract that changes everything in the eyes of the law, in the eyes of the IRS, in the eyes of your fucking children and family. You know? Like, yes, I do. It's, like, it's, it's, it's the all found, these things. Like, everything, everything is built off those basic little units yeah. that we are forsaking. And again, I'm not saying people should be ashamed of having children out of wedlock. They shouldn't. I don't want people no, to be ashamed. I'm not, uh, but I'd rather they be ashamed. Been, I'd rather they be ashamed than indignant. That's my. I, that's I, my I, point. I agree that with that. However, I don't think they need to be ashamed. But I do think they have to understand that it means something, and we yeah. can say things about what it means. We we can derive conclusions. I'm just going to walk down Wilshire Boulevard with no clothes on because it's I free, no. It's like no fucker. I have kids, and I'm I agree. Like we're too way too sexually oppressed in this country. But stop it. You're a grown up. Put some clothes on. You know? Yeah. I, and I'm wondering how oppressed we really are. I mean, think about it. You're, how, push any button on that keyboard there and porn will turn up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? How repressed but, are But, I mean, look, they made Eva Green, like, they made her, they made the Sin City people behind, the whatever movie studio makes Sin City, they made them, like, redo the entire movie poster because there was too much booby exposed. Yeah. It's like, this country's weird like that. And then what was Rihanna wearing the other night? Yeah, but. Uh, Cellophane. Right, but you wouldn't. Rihanna wore it to an exclusively adult event. And you can't was, control how you can't control how Rihanna dresses. But I'm mm-hmm. saying like people do have a control over like what's exposed to the media. And it's like really that's a fucking problem. But the guy with his head split open on a Walking Dead poster also that's fine. Good. Yeah. And, you know hey, by saying? the like, way, 50 years ago Rihanna would have been arrested for indecent exposure. It's just exposure. titty. That's my point. Is it's just titty. But my other point is is that like people are like I just want to express myself, so I'm not going to wear clothes today. Yeah. It's like no, you are. There's children. Like you know. That yeah. haven't seen pussy yet, and I don't want them to see pussy because you decided you wanted them to walk down Wilshire Boulevard, you know? Yeah. Well, really, and, and people sort of miss this, and uh, a lot of our revolutionary attitudes in the last 40, 50 years miss the fact that many of the attitudes and mores and structures in our world are, are way good for kids. Yeah. We'll raise healthy children. I agree. And, and we just sort of pay, don't pay attention to that anymore? What? You know? It's like we got to get, get that back a little bit. That's, and that's what people don't understand. Because, like, I'm a, a major proponent for freedom of speech, obviously, from what I do for a living. I'm a major proponent for freedom of art. I listen to songs yeah. and music of ho- rape and, and decapitation, just terrible <laughs> shit. I would never want a child to listen to that music. It's no. for adults. And it's for yeah. for someone who has the mental capacity to understand it's a joke. And it's like all – you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I would never – I want – I love Howard Stern. I would never listen to Howard Stern with my kid in the car. Mm. I would never do it, you know? <laughs> I would never – it's not for children. 
That's what people, they like, you got to be able to have some fucking common sense. And when people call up about Loveline all the time, hey, man, you shit, you, they email, my kid was listening when you, and I go, that's your fault, shit, fuck. It's 11 o'clock at night in Los Angeles. I'm talking about blowjobs. It's your fault as a parent that your kid was listening to that, not mine. I cussed this lady out at Acoustic Christmas one year. Oh, man. I mean, our boss, 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 not our boss now, but our boss at K-Rock, he, he agreed with me completely, but he, but he, we had to have a talk. He's like, you got to send their listeners, and, the, and she's wrong. But you got it because she did came he witness up, it? Did he hear she it? She came up to a booth that like Kevin and Bean and I were broadcasting at. She's like, I want you to go on the air and apologize for what just went on on stage. We're like, what happened? One of the bands went up there and was cussing their brains out. And I brought my seven or my eight year old son to the show. And he doesn't need to be hearing. And I go, you are the dumbest fucking cunt. And I'm like saying you said that, that. Yeah. And her kid, I go, what the kid's other sitting right there? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, how did, how dare you? Think that we owe you anything? This is a this is a rock concert that you brought your child to, and now K Rock's responsible for fucking making you a good parent. Fuck you! I was like scream. I was so. What mad. did she say? Oh, she was fuming, fuming, neck veins in her neck and shit. How old was she? My age, maybe a little, maybe a little older, and just looked good, but. <laughs> But what the hell? Why? She didn't cop at all to bringing her kid to this. No, she was she was blown away that we wouldn't go on a, on the radio to apologize to everyone that attended the concert as it's going on. And but, the it's not like the it's not like one of the bands brought a, a virgin up there and fucked her. It was a couple guys said, "Hey, you having a good fucking time? Yeah, let's party." And she was she was. Head blown. But how about that you yelling, "You effing!" C well, I was. That's why I was so mad in front of the kid. I though. didn't. I didn't go right into was that. The kid there. Yeah, but he wasn't around. She. He was like playing with airplanes and okay, shit. Right. And you got to remember, there's. This is. You've been to Acoustic Christmas. It's such a compact, and it's so loud. And there's oh, people you, everywhere. You weren't. You weren't on the microphone saying this. No, oh, no, oh, okay, no, okay, no, okay, no, okay. no, no, no. Okay, okay, okay. We were on the side of the stage having a conversation face to face with this yeah. lady, and Kevin and Bean were, you know, because they're veterans and diplomats. They were like. Hey, that's not. I'm sorry. We're not responsible for what happens on stage. It's K. Russell. I was like, "You are an idiot." What? An idiot? And she's like, "What do you mean?" I was like, "This is a. This is an all ages event that is in no way geared towards children. You, at your own risk, decided to bring your child here because he wanted to come. You think that these guys are up there? They're creating their art, whether you like it or not, whether you agree. You think that they are under any responsibility to cater it to your child and make it family family friendly? And she's like, I do. I think this is this isn't. Uh, I, I was given no warning that this would be. You know, there'd be profanity and blah blah blah. Ugh. I was. I was just. I was awestruck. Yeah. I was awestruck that she was. That's crazy. Yeah. And what's even crazier, if she really pushed it, you got to wonder if she could have made trouble. No. Yes. Why? Because attorneys can make trouble for anything. Oh, yeah, they can try. Yeah. But, you know, listen. And, th- and now there's going to be some sort of weird disclaimer on, on rock concert posters. See, but I don't know if you can do that. The, uh, the one, the one. Yeah, don't bring kids. The it's one not, thing. Not, yeah, we could bring, you know, it's not for uh, underage Yeah, but I'm children. pretty sure that already happens when you buy tickets on Ticketmaster. I don't quote me on this because I don't buy tickets because I get them for free. Um. But I'm pretty sure you get some type of warning. If you buy tickets to go see fucking Two Life Crew, I'm pretty w- sure you I can't just think. go and buy tickets if you're a 10-year-old. I would think. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I would hope. Uh, well, there you go. <laughs> either way. Either way. Your fucking choice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't... I wouldn't bring a 7-year-old to any concert. No. Unless it was Yo Gabba Gabba. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, absolutely. 
What? I wouldn't even bring up. Uh, I remember I, t- I took my kids to Jurassic, Jurassic Park when they yeah. were like about six, and I was upset. I was like, yeah. "Hey, should have like warned me, man." Yeah. I was bringing little kids into the theater; they all freaked out. Well, and, but I was like, "All right, on me, you know." Yeah, I, I that's scary. I, yeah, I my dad took me to the original Batman the, with Michael Keaton and stuff. Yeah, and uh, I, I got creeped because it was just so dark, but there was no content that was bad. You right, know? right. I don't know. Good night, everyone. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program. Buying a car can be a stressful experience, but True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Last month, over 45,000 cars were sold by the True Car Certified Dealer Network and TrueCar.com. Users save an average of $3,046 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three easy steps. First, go to TrueCar.com and find out what other people paid for the car you're looking for. Then, register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. And the third step is simple. Just print out your TrueCar savings certificate and take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features are not available in all states. Every day, TrueCar.com users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Save time, save money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com.